Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. All right, so um, if the Texans want to go shopping in free agency, they've got money to do it finally. Um, they've got about $37 million in cap space right now. They've got to, they've got to set some aside to pay the... 8 jillion draft picks they're going to add to the roster. That's a good problem to have. That's cheap labor. Um, but they're going to want to they're going to want to go shopping to get some veteran guys too finally. Um Battle Red Blog Seth had a list of ways they could open up a little cap space. Um and it's mostly centered around doing something with Brandon Cooks and doing something with Laramie Tunsil. You can cut Justin Britt which I think is going to happen. I, Justin Brett's still, I remember him. He's still on the team. Yeah, I don't know if you knew that. He's, he's I, still Lovey a Texan. Promised, Lovey promised an explanation. We should, if we see Lovey like out in public, we should walk up and ask him. You if promised me an explanation. <laughs> yes, yes. I think Justin Britt, look, uh, I always felt like with Justin Britt, there was something where, you know, something about the way he talked. <laughs> that like when he didn't show up one day, I felt like, okay, He's probably going through some stuff. Yes. Let's just leave him be. Yeah, yeah. You know when to just leave somebody be. And I feel like that was what Lovey was trying to build to or trying to trying to have you read between the lines. I just wish he hadn't promised a deeper explanation because I did like a schmuck. I waited. I remembered I was doing some yard work listening to, I think the press conference was on during In the Loop. And I remember hearing Landry and Lopez talking about how there would be an explanation later in later in the day or uh, the next day about Sometime, yeah. why Justin Britt is just not on the t- not around anymore. Still yeah. waiting. Um, the the two big things that could open up a little more space: Brandon a Brandon Cooks trade actually could save them money on the cap. I know it's it's a bad contract right now because he's guaranteed so much money, and whoever trades for Brandon Cooks might ask the Texans to pay some of the salary. <laughs> Which would hopefully command a higher draft pick if you do trade him, but you can save as much as eight million bucks trading Brandon Cooks, so that's a good thing. Yeah, I wonder. Um, that's the other big question: is what exactly does this offseason look like with Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks, he had yet another cryptic tweet after the Texans hired D'Amico Ryan's, um, which could have been interpreted either way. I check his. I'm gonna check was. his account right now and yeah, see, check, if, he see what tweet he's all been, that often, so see it's if easier he's been, to tweeting lately he's i remember thinking like okay you could interpret that one way or the other which is uh in line with he, he tweeted um he tweeted the day that D'Amico got hired he tweeted yeah. god willing with the bow and arrow emoji yeah yeah so i don't know so the bow and arrow for anybody that isn't accustomed to brandon cook's tweets that's that's in reference to 
him. His, his Bible his, verse of choice. His favorite Bible verse, which includes something about an archer. His BVOC, but, yes. Yes. And um, so I don't know. That could mean God willing this all works out or God willing I'm going to get traded or God willing I, I have no idea what it means. Can I read his next couple tweets a, oh, a yeah, day or two later? Yeah. He's got a few more tweets yeah. here. Okay, this was four days ago. Okay. He tweeted, I press on forgetting what's behind and straining towards what's ahead. Oh, okay. Bow and arrow emoji. <laughs> so what could that be? I don't know. I just like your bow and arrow emoji. Can we read the next one? Description. Three three days ago, the next day, don't change the channel, just watch. Bow and arrow emoji. (laughs) Okay, so we have no clue. No clue. Promises of what's to come, but nobody knows whether it's a good thing, a bad thing. There's multiple different scenarios with Brandon Cooks. One... Uh, maybe the Texans can't figure out a way to trade him. He's still unhappy, and he's still here. Two, Brandon Cooks gets wooed by uh, D'Amico Ryan's charms, and he's back, and he's all in, baby, until around the trade deadline this year. Um, Or three, I guess maybe there's just – the third would be, hey, he plays awesome, and they still trade him. And you, back, and you trade him at the deadline or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, would, would pro- that would probably be the best scenario. Yes. Because I think that he's old enough now that people are probably not going to want to give up a pricey ransom, some form right now. But a playoff team that needs a piece that lost one of their receivers and with a Brandon Cooks who hopefully is would be you know producing at that point, that, that might be the best long-term solution. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that one. Um, Laramie Tunsil. Uh, extending him, you can open up a bunch of. Say, he's got a thirty-five million dollar cap. Thirty-five million because they took a bunch of his money and pushed it. You know, they 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 restructured his yeah. deal last year to open up cap space. For what I don't know, but um, extending him, they would be able to spread some of his money out. And this save is some money. Um, the thing about what's happening in the NFL right now, which is, I guess, kind of cool. It's kind of frustrating, but also kind of cool. Is you see all these huge guaranteed numbers going to veteran players and deals, and then they get traded a year or two later, and you're like, what the hell? What a waste of money. I think teams are much more looking at it as just, oh, you know what? We paid for draft picks. And like Ultimately, it didn't work out, but we got a bunch of draft picks out of this guy that didn't want to be here, so that's what we did. Yeah. We paid however much guaranteed money is for you know was was added to Laramie Tunsil's deal yep. you take that hit but you get a, f- a first and a third rounder out of it or something and um you know i think that's how i think that's the rams probably looked at Brandon Cooks cuz the, they'd given Cooks a big deal before they traded him to the Texans they were like ah we we bought a second round pick what are you going to do yeah, we t- need him 20 million yeah. for a second round pick yeah. come on in van jefferson you're our guy i think there's a currency conversion that's just changed in favor of draft picks for cash. I definitely think there is. Yeah. 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 The NFL doesn't allow you to do straight up buying of picks the way the NBA does, but they it's getting closer to it. Brock Osweiler kind of broke the ceiling on that, that trade where they, I mean, that was kind of the, that was the trail that Brock Osweiler uh, blazed by being so horrible as a quarterback here. Cleveland was willing to inherit all his guaranteed money as long as you staple a second-round pick to his forehead on the way out. And I was still surprised that I was surprised that they let that pick go through because it looked like so transparently that Cleveland was buying a pick. Yeah, but you know, Cleveland put on a show of having Brock uh, be the be the starting quarterback during training camp. Joe Thomas proclaimed him the starter. Uh, Yeah, that was fun. (laughs) I've had great success in this league. 
um, yeah. playing football. Yeah, well, that's that mean that would be a good skill to be successful at. <laughs> I'm one of the best basketball players who ever right. been a professional great, football player. Success in this league, playing Parcheesi. Um, I played basketball in Montana, which is uh, harder than you might think. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Actually, he was probably like, like how many people are his size in Montana? There's like oh, that's right. Yeah, was, I mean, he would claim it was harder, Montana. but it was like yeah, yeah, no, and it's not. Yeah. Um, people, uh, Seth was making fun of my bougie ways in the previous segment where I equated Waffle House to Velvet Taco. Yeah, um, I was trying to think of a lower, like a like a budget place guys could go eat where it feels like, oh yeah, these guys like. Normal and I'm like, guys. go to the place with thirteen dollars tacos, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, text message to the trailer wheel and frame text page. Three five eight nine. You rich SOBs, go die. <laughs> go die, everybody. That's <laughs> true. Straight is true. It's true. It's very true. Um, uh, the big story today. You're gonna, you're gonna be sponging off my social security. Sure, I will. I gladly die. That's right. That's yeah. <laughs> um, the big story today. If you're just getting in your car, you're just waking up because that's when I found out. I, I found out when I got to the studio today. Uh, Kevin Durant has been traded. Kevin Durant. Oh yeah, is, is is on another team now. He's a Phoenix Sun this morning. We shouldn't have. We got sidetracked by the Texans. I we guess did. we probably should have hit this more than just the six a.m. hour. Probably, yeah. Most of our listeners at six a.m. are uh, guys guys going home from the C shift. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, I think that it, look, Kevin Durant got traded. The Rockets own about um, one hundred and forty nine uh, picks from the. Brooklyn Nets over the next five years, yep. and uh, that it's good news, and it's something that honestly a lot of people. I'm not even going to claim credit for it because I don't. Th- I think I was just one of many that thought there's no way in hell that this works out with Durant, Harden, and Kyrie Irving. That right. it might work for a year or two, but at some point, like like two of those guys were already proven. Uh, d- World travelers. Um, Kyrie Irving was an actual malcontent. I don't think Durant was a malcontent as much as like, okay, with any adversity or whatsoever, he's going to get up out of there and try yes. to find himself another assemblage of superstars. Yes, that was um, born at that, out. At that point, James Harden looked like the guy who was the most marrying type yeah, amongst them. He was the glue you know, guy. he had he had stuck it. I don't want to say stuck it out. He had been with the Rockets forever. He had redone his deal a couple times ahead of schedule. You know, and it it looked like. That was the one where you could say, all right, for whatever reason, it was just time for Harden to leave. And then within, and then he ends up being the first one to jump ship. So, yeah, um, this is potentially good news for the Rockets as hopefully the, the Nets are a mess without any of those big three. I guess the one downside would be they did get a bunch of picks for Kevin Durant. So if they and now they've with the picks that they've assembled, perhaps if they can roll those up into something, they could end up being more competitive over the next few years. Those yeah. guys never actually all played together all that long. No, no, no. They played Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving played a total, a grand total of sixteen games together. Sixteen. They took the floor at the same time. That's incredible. That's absurd. Yeah, yeah. not even a quarter of one NBA season. Yes, correct. My God, Isn't that wild. That's crazy. Yep. Not even a fifth. Yeah. Less than 20%. Yep. Or as Ursay would say, yeah, they, they, as less fa- than one one millionth as far as the <laughs> of num- an NBA season. As far as the number of games they play. In the upper quartile of winners were in the top quartile of that upper quartile. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. He's in the top quartile of the top quartile of not playing games. What do you think the appetite is for NBA fans for what's going on with guys that just go, you know what, I want up and out of here and here's where I want to go. 
and they, you know, Kevin, Kevin Durant wanted to go to one place, Phoenix. He gets to go think, to Phoenix. You know, I think there's a huge generation gap. Probably, yeah, I agree. You know, we've talked before about how kids today seem to increasingly be fans of individual players more so than fans. My nephew is that way. I think my nephew has like three favorite teams, and a lot of it's based on just which players he likes. You know. I got him a I got him a Bucks jacket for uh, <laughs> for uh, for Christmas, but it was like one of uh, three different teams I could have gotten. From. Okay, he's a Giannis guy. I, I take yeah, it. He's yeah, he loves Giannis. Yeah. yeah, loves Giannis. Yeah, it was funny. I, I did a, an appearance recently with uh, at Suitmart with Marcus Sasser, the star player for yeah. University of Houston. He was doing an autograph, an NIL autograph signing there. So he and I got chatting for a little bit, and yeah, like. I asked him the boomer question. So who's your squad? Who's your team? Right? He's like, whatever team LeBron's on. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever team LeBron's on. And, and so he's he's right in that sweet spot that you're talking about. You know, he's a, he's in his early 20s, and he's obviously grown up a huge basketball fan. That's um, which I, that's just a, I guess I, like I have no. I, I don't have, like, a hot take about it because that's just the way things work over time. I don't think it forecasts doom for America or anything. But, yeah, I think it's probably not great for the league. I don't think that that's necessary. Like, you don't – that doesn't drive attendance. No. If your favorite player is some guy, that, you know, plays halfway across the country or anything, and you only you only go to NBA games when he shows up to town, I would imagine the NBA is probably not super stoked about all this movement. It makes it hard for the team to connect to the city, you know, I, I think. Yeah. And, and, I, and, and it's not just basketball. But it's, I think it's felt most acutely in basketball because I do feel like the, the ring chasing and the star maneuvering and things like that has been going on longer in basketball than the other sports. Yeah. Football is just now sort of arriving at that the last few years where the stars are, the quarterbacks particularly have become very fluid. Doesn't matter how good you are, there's a chance you could agitate your way out of a situation if you want to. Um, but with, with basketball, it's just, that guy leaves and the entire fortunes of your team change or you're the it's entire, all or nothing. It's all or nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean like they, you know, the Kevin Durant's gone. Okay. Well, Brooklyn might be in the lottery now. I'll give you the upside of that, Sean, which with our local circumstance, just with, with D'Amico. And you know, we've talked about this before. We're not the first to say this, but um, actually maybe I was the first to say this. I'll take credit. Okay. Uh, professional league coaches are mercenaries. And it is exceedingly rare that you get one who's excited about going to his team for anything other than like strategic or professional purposes. Mm -hmm. The fact that D'Amico Ryans had an emotional desire to come back and coach this team is rare. And, and that I think maybe in this environment where especially now players are more mercenary than ever, especially star players, that I think that does mean something. That's where I don't think people outside of Houston or even some, you know, haters inside of Houston could really understand exactly the impact of that, especially on a team like the Texans. Which where they is, were, yeah. Yeah, they've had some rough PR shots over the last few years. Yes. And it's I, I think that 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 does mean something. Now, ultimately, you got to win football games. Obviously, to be fair, if the Texans suck for the next three years, uh, D'Amico's emotional commitment and ties to the city aren't going to mean squat. Yeah. So it's a it's a combo deal. But yeah, I think that that's that's why it was such a coup in so many ways. You went from people just flat out writing in print that D'Amico didn't want to come here for some reason to 
all of a sudden, like they weren't even supposing that D'Amico didn't want to come here. They were flat out saying, no, D'Amico doesn't want to come here. To finding out, like, oh, wait a second, no, this is the only place he wanted to come? Holy crap. Right. Like, that's a pretty big swing in emotions. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, the first thing you were saying there, that he didn't want to come here, it had to be a lie. Like, that, that was just, like, right. it was a lie. Like, it, was, it was false. Yeah, people were just, like, claiming to be sources and just saying, like, oh, no, he doesn't want to go there. Yep. Like, oh, okay, you're, so you're lying. All yeah, right. yeah, it's, it's shady Can't stuff. Can't wait for you man. to be a source on something else. Yep, it's shady stuff. Um, text message, trailer, wheel and frame text page, uh, the, let's see, 5080. Thank you. Uh, as much as I love draft talk, all of this is just going to piss me off more and more that we won the last game of the year. (laughs) I know, I know, I know, I know. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you, listener. Because... (laughs) You're right. When I start seeing articles about will the Texans try to, will they compete with the Colts to trade up for number one overall? Now it's when I feel the sting. At the time, I was yeah. philosophic about it. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Bye. But Culture. now when I start seeing stuff like that, yeah, that is, that is hard. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's hard. I don't, I don't know what to say. That was, that was the hopefully the last little sprig of the Texans being damned no matter what they did. Because, I mean, what? Okay, think about the alternative. Like, would you prefer that a story came out that said that Cal McNair specifically told Lovey Smith to lose, and then after they after they lost, Lovey Smith got fired and right. Nico Ryan's got hired? Like, it, as as by the way, the Texans are part of a lawsuit in which Brian Flores alleges that the Dolphins told him to lose. Like one of Brian Flores' complaints in a lawsuit in which the Texans are also named, is that the Dolphins told Brian Flores to lose. So is what you preferred, would you have preferred for the Texans to just go ahead and add on to the slew of crap that people were saying about him that, yeah, he told their black coach to lose and then fired him after he lost that game? That night. That's not what you would have preferred. That night. Yeah. I mean, practically, that, practically yeah, on the tarmac. What, that is not what you have preferred. Just trust oh. me on that. But having said all of that, the sting is, yeah, there's no possible way. I can't. I can't. I can't stomach them like competing to trade up to number one overall yeah. when it was one potentially one play within their grasp. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. To to the point you and I made earlier in the show. I don't think it's going to be as bad as we think. Like I don't. I, yeah. I I I talked myself into it being a smaller possibility than people think it is. Yeah. This is the whole thing too. I, people got to now that the emotions aren't as hot. People got to step back and remember there is such a thing as overtime in the NFL. People are acting like Lovey Smith in that oh, one moment two point was conversion. deciding to stick yeah. the league. Look, this is a t- you gonna tell me that Texans offense all year? Right. Like what you really thought was well, that, certainly they're gonna score this two point no, conversion. That was more of a tank <laughs> than the extra point yes. kick would have been. Yes, right. Yeah, like uh, oh yes, yeah, sir. Well, the Texans, of course, everybody knows the Texans are gonna convert this two point conversion. What? Like uh, they've been trying to win the game for fifty nine damn minutes. Yes, ten minutes. They had they had a healthy lead for one portion. Right. Um. It was just yeah. There was uh, it was just random chance and luck. We all know the magician. He wanted it to be over. Is what he wanted. We all know the magician that has those great two-point plays in his back pocket and his name is the pepster pep hamilton yes. he's got those yeah. great plays yes bone arrow emoji all right um pain and pentercast with you on a uh, on a thursday um the hottest super bowl take about the quarterbacks in this game we've got it for you next 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Payne and Pendergast. All right, good to be with you. Payne and Pendergast. Sports Radio 610. Uh, I just got excited. I forgot we were going to talk about our our guy, Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot Shore Uh, Parks. Yeah. yeah. A colleague of ours with WIP in Philadelphia. He's, he's on the sports minute sometimes, right? Or you, uh, we've. I just remember every time he. It sounds like an actual, like a lakeside park or something. It's a, he brings to mind pleasant images of like, oh yeah, Elliot Shore Parks. They got, they got a nice basketball court. He yeah. his name sounds like somebody who thinks that thirteen dollar tacos is slumming it. Elliot oh, Shore Parks. Okay, yeah, yeah, Elliot or Shore Parks. The Shore, or a park was named after the Shore family. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yes. So um, he's the Eagles reporter for our sister station, WIP. Um, he's, so he's like the Sean Bajani slash B. Scott of their station. Hosts the mm-hmm. Eagles podcast up there. Um, he tweeted this yesterday. <laughs> this is maybe my... It got a lot of traction. My, <laughs> my fingers are burning from the heat off of this take on my keyboard here. Um if you built the ideal quarterback from scratch, you'd build a QB closer to Jalen Hurts than Patrick Mahomes. That's just a fact when looking at what matters in today's NFL. Somewhere John Lopez is sitting in his car beaming over this tweet that he included. That's just a fact. I love that that's just a fact. Yeah, Lopez like the, special. It's right up there with calling your own mic drop as far as just like you, you're claiming victory by just like throwing something out there and your argument is it's a fact. Yes. Oh, okay. I see. I didn't realize that. So it's you, you said you, you said you looked to engage some of the reaction to this tweet. Um, I'm guessing there was a lot of eye rolling and a lot of you're a homer and that kind of thing. Yeah. That was, um, well, I mean, I, I guess it comes down to, what in his follow-up was my takeaway from this tweet is that people continue to intentionally underrate Hertz and what he's accomplished and what he can be because of because of a preconceived notation of what he is as a player. I think he meant notion. Mahomes probably. is great. He's better now. Hertz checks more boxes when building a quarterback. I don't. I look when it comes to the genuinely great quarterbacks. Arm still really, really matters. Passing ability still really, really matters. And Jalen Hurts just simply hasn't shown really great passing ability so far. Um, I, yeah, that's a, like, this, 
This, this, trying to proclaim that this is just a fact that Jalen Hurts has more yeah. of the qualities. I can imagine if you look at some of the physical traits and the athleticism, sure. But even there, he's six foot one. Like, it's still the exception, not the rule that you can make it as a six foot one quarterback. Yep. And, and make it long term. Russell Wilson, <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson hasn't even really proven that you shouldn't be very wary of short quarterbacks. So, um, yeah, I don't think, I, this is the most, this might be the most homerific take I've seen in a long time. In an era where I don't think people are as much homers as they used to be because everybody's local takes are on display for the entire world. Yes. I don't think you see much of this anymore. I applaud Elliot Shore Parks, um, the many generations of the Shore Parks family, for, uh, for having the, the guts to be a throwback moron. <laughs> I feel like when, you're, when you have the take that you're in the minority, like he, he is, yeah. you know, if you took a poll – is Elliot Shore Parks crazy or is there validity to his take? Crazy would win in a landslide is my guess. So when you have that opinion and you just say blank, you know, you just say at 30,000 feet, so-and-so checks more boxes, I feel like it's almost incumbent upon you to list what exactly the boxes are at that point. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? yeah. So along those lines, let's just wrap it. What are the boxes for – what are the quarterback boxes? I wrote down five. Add to this, Seth, okay. if you would. Well, are, okay. Oh, so these are the five I have. Arm strength, you know, the ability to hit all parts of the field. I guess arm talent or arm, like, yeah, yeah, strength or whatever. Yeah, well, strength I'm, is a tricky one. I'm but. splitting up. Yeah, I'm splitting up uh, uh, arm strength and, and accuracy as a separate okay, so one. As far as like deep ball and touchdown the sidelines, I mean, the 49ers going up against the Eagles specifically said like, okay, we'll let you try to throw deep if you want yes. to Jalen Hurts. You don't do that with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. You do the opposite. So, so Mahomes, Pat Mahomes. Accuracy. Um, Mahomes. Mahomes. Uh, pocket presence. Uh, um, uh, Mahomes, Mahomes is unconventional in how he does it. He kind of drifts around, but it's like he's freaking. Mahomes is the classic. He does the things that you you would you you don't want your players to do, but he does it really really well. So yeah, he uh, uh, Mahomes functions Mahomes. like he has yep. three hundred and sixty degree vision. He's, he's yeah yeah. Uh, leadership. Uh, uh, I mean, like impossible to say, so let's call it a draw. Call it even, yeah. No, I was going to yeah. do that. I was going to do that. Like Jalen Hurts is, it has that very much. Ability so like to, I, ability to, yes, they both, they're both great leaders, absolutely. Yeah. Um, ability to hurt you in the run game. Uh, Jalen Hurts. Yes. Uh, am uh, I, unless you count the fact that basically teams have to play coverages that allow Pat Mahomes to run, but like just for pure running ability, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What boxes am I missing here that would be checked? Um, we did uh, ball placement. That would be Mahomes. Yep. Um, touch Mahomes. Yep. Um, intelligence like football intelligence. Football that's IQ. Mahomes right now. Okay. Jalen Hurts still plays like a younger quarterback in yep. a lot of ways. Yep. Like yep. he still has to, he has to see more football. Yeah. So I like there's nothing. I there's just almost nothing you can say to back that take up unless what you're project projecting is that. Basically, you're projecting that Jalen Hurts, because he's a smart guy, is going to be that level, but he still hasn't proven it yet. There's lots of guys that are smart guys that never take that next step to like being a genuine, overall, three-down, awesome quarterback. The, uh, so I added a seventh one here, because this is the Super Bowl experience, specifically yeah. for these two, and that's Mahomes, obviously, as well. He's been to But five if you're straight. building him from scratch, I guess. Like, oh, this okay, yeah, yeah, building, building from, scratch. from scratch. Yep, building from scratch, so I'll cross yeah. that one off. So you and I have six categories here. And according to the, um, the, the, the Bible, according to Payne and Pendergast, Patrick Mahomes checks four boxes. 
Yeah. Jalen Hurts checks one box, and then we gave them a standoff for leadership because they both seem to be great leaders, and that's really only something I, their teammates can probably assess. A lot of that, I guess, as far as hurting in the run game, that, that would be the big X factor. If you're going to be running RPOs a whole bunch, then you know Jalen Hurts is going to be, well, I don't – I feel like Mahomes is still more effective with RPOs because the passing threat is so great, and it opens up. The quarterback isn't going to rush for as many yards, but the running backs and the receivers are going to exploit it very, very well. And Mahomes ain't Brady. He like yeah. Brady's a statue. You know, Mahomes can run. Like it's yeah, Jalen Hurts. I give him the check for the run game, especially because of how much design stuff that they do with him and how yeah. good he is at that. But it's not as though it's a huge landslide for for Jalen Hurts. So yeah, I guess. You know, and then to your point, like, okay, are all these characteristics created equal? Like, is it just as simple as, yeah, he got four boxes, he gets one box, so therefore Mahomes in a landslide kind of thing. Look, if you're asking me which quarterback I'd rather have in the Super Bowl, I'd rather have Patrick Mahomes. Um, But I think Jalen Hurts has done some great things this year, and I think the Eagles are going to win the game. I don't think it's going to come down to which quarterback necessarily plays better. I think this game is going to be decided in the trenches on Sunday. I'm trying to figure out, you know – Mahomes, uh, this year, Jalen Hurts had about 750 yards rushing. Yeah. And the most Mahomes has ever had was last year. He had 381 yards rushing. Yeah, which is yeah. not bad. I mean, it's. No, I know. Yeah, he's not. Like you said, yeah, he's no slouch. Last year, when everybody started playing cover two against him, it opened up a lot of opportunities for him to just take easy yards underneath. You Dude, know? he's good for a couple first down scrambles, you know, a couple like third down, third and eight scrambles for first downs every game. You know, that's really interesting, actually. His his highest years rushing in his five year career have been these last two seasons. Huh. So as he's like as he's become a more pure and perfect NFL passer, he's also been more productive as a runner because I think he he he's always been very good about knowing when to pick and choose his spots and to run for ten easy yards. Yeah, you, you watch most Pat Mahomes rushes for positive yardage, and it's. They look pretty easy. You know, they look like a lot of guys could do it because he's just running through wide open green grass. I think the most impressive thing about Patrick Mahomes isn't the circus throws or, um, you know, just how the, the, the deep balls, things like that. His ability to adapt to life after Tyreek Hill this year and be the MVP of the league, not just adapt and get his team deep into the postseason. He's going to be the MVP of the league and it's not going to be close. And he did that with them trading away. What, in my opinion, was the best non-QB weapon in all of football in Tyreek Hill? It was, okay, so this is an old trope that gets tossed around because it's easy and because it makes sense and because it does sometimes happen. It's, okay, when you take away a quarterback's best receiving options, oftentimes they become better quarterbacks. And we've seen it with Eli Manning. Uh, when they got rid of uh, the tight end there, Shockey, all of a sudden, because like, Shockey wasn't just good, he was also very demanding. <laughs> like He wanted the ball all the time. He was, yeah. And uh, I think Eli's a people pleaser. So when Shockey was gone, all of a sudden, Eli became a guy that wasn't trying to force it to one receiving option the entire time. I think you could argue that even though it wasn't best for the team, I don't think, I think Deshaun Watson did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Not as much as people want to claim, because he still did force the ball to Brandon Cooks a lot. After he lost, uh, after he lost DeAndre, but it was, but I think he did become a better overall quarterback. And yeah, Pat Mahomes, I think Pat Mahomes made the leap that he made, needed to make last year because defenses adjusted to him, and he had to be more judicious about where he went with the ball. Yep. But this, this was the rubber stamp on it this year when Tyreek Hill was gone, and they just flat out, you know, just had to. It, it, Travis Kelsey became more like he had looked. Like he, last year, I thought Travis Kelsey might be on his way down a 
like a all of a sudden a precipitous decline. Yeah. And that wasn't it at all, obviously. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you here on a Thursday. It's Thursday, so it's rodeo season. It means we're giving away tickets. Between now and the top of the hour, be listening, and you'll be on your way to see Jason Aldean at the Houston Livestock Show in Rodeo on March the 6th. So keep listening this hour. Keep listening all day because Seth and I are going to do it again in the 9 o'clock hour and then uh, In the Loop and The Drive are both going to be giving away tickets twice during their shows as well today. So be on the lookout for that over the next several minutes here. Uh, We'll do headlines. Two huge trades in the NBA took place probably while you were sleeping last night. We'll get you up to speed on that next. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Right, we're going to do headlines in a few minutes. We're going to give away some Jason Aldean tickets to the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo between now and the top of the hour. I feel like with this sort of little nub of time that we have each day between coming back from break and headlines, this feels like during draft season, it's a good time. It's almost like scheduling an injection. This will yeah. be our mock draft injection for the day because there's okay. so many of them out there. It's hot. Mock draft. Hot mock draft takes. Yeah. So yes. this one yep. is this one is from the Athletic. This is Deontay Lee, who is one of they their like to th- draft yeah, they like experts. to think of themselves as being pretty smart over the Athletic. They do. They, they do. They fancy now that they're owned by the New York Times. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And they almost use a font that makes it look smarter. You know what I mean? Like that type like the typewriter font. It's, what uh, font is that? It's not the typewriter. No, you're font, right. Yeah, I, I, I got to look it up. It's like uh, Times New Roman. I think it is Times New Roman. I think it is. Yeah. Font, font talk coming up all day long. Font. It's a very smart font. Yeah. Get your Ariel and your Helvetica out of here. I want my Times New Roman. Yeah, get your Ariel out of here. Yeah. Well, depending on who you are. Um, all right, let's do this here. Second pick in the draft. According to Deontay Lee of The Athletic, the Texans select C.J. Stroud, quarterback, Oof. Ohio State. The guy who I will at that point claim I have long proclaimed the best quarterback in the draft. I will point out he has the Bears taking Will Anderson first overall. So this is a scenario, Seth, in which the Texans have their choice of quarterbacks here. So kind of like when you had your choice of cornerbacks and Bryce Young. (laughs) I mean, and Derek Stingley and Sauce Gardner. Yes. So... Which was an awesome... We were in the catbird seat. Were we not? We were. Were we we not in the catbird 
Hey, think about how the – oh, boy. No, I don't want to think about this. I don't know why this just occurred to me. Oh, yeah, uh, D'Amico Ryan's predecessor with the 49ers uh, took his defense to the Jets and got Sauce Gardner <laughs> – <laughs> to be a great cornerback. That's that gets me excited about Stingley. What are you worried I, about? I know. I just because it's, it's just so cut and dry. It, it was gonna there's no projection or anything. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, Sauce Gardner had been here and did a lot of the same things. Okay, never mind. I don't want to think about it anymore. <laughs> so, and, well, the biggest thing about the problem is I don't care how good Stingley ends up being. My chief concern with him because I think he's going to end up being pretty good. My chief concern with him. Injuries. Is, was, and remains his durability. Yeah, it's sure. three years in a row now that he's had durability concerns. Yep. That's, that's kind of freaky scary. Yeah. Uh, this Sauce is, Gardner, 17 games played. This is, yeah, at, at a high level. Uh, this is, uh, this is what Deontay Lee says about CJ Stroud. Houston should plan to get a quarterback early and take the best playmaker available with its other first round pick. We'll get to the other first round yeah. pick in a second. Stroud is the best QB in this class. His one game sample against Georgia was a perfect capstone to Stroud's college career. He was consistently efficient with the ball, made wise decision, was poised in the pocket. He's more steady than explosive. He'll have the consistency needed to begin building up the Texans' offense no matter what happens in D'Amico Ryan's uh, – I'm sorry, which is probably a year away from being a year away no matter what happens in D'Amico's first offseason as a head coach. Yeah. Final sentence. If Stroud hits and the infrastructure is built properly around him, he can be this franchise's – What? Matt Ryan. <laughs> How does that make you feel? He can be the guy that um, is it, it 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 the very least it, for a couple seasons in his career is the recipient of a really good offensive coordinator and a couple of stud wide receivers. Okay, cool. I'll take that. I'll say this. Um, I mean, I, yeah. it does make me cringe, and some of it's recency. I mean, it's, I, obviously, the Colts year wasn't symbolic of Matt Ryan's career. I'm not going to kick Matt Ryan out of bed for eating crack. That's what I was okay? just going to say. Yeah. yeah, like if C.J. Stroud gets drafted or any of these quarterbacks get drafted by the Texans and their career winds up being Matt Ryan, that is a successful pick with the second overall it's, pick. It's just not anything. Like you're not going to kick him out of bed for eating crackers. Right. But you might, you know, take a trip down to the local bordello every now and then. Right, right. Does he do everything? He no. He doesn't tantalize Certain you. things he just doesn't do. Else. Yeah. Right. So th- this is the thing. I gotta get. I gotta help people get over their fear of, you know, Ohio State quarterbacks or what have you. Okay. This is the problem. This is the problem. There's nothing about Columbus, Ohio specifically, or Tuscaloosa, Alabama specifically, that prevents quarterbacks from being good after they leave there. What those places do do, though, is present an opportunity to create fool's gold, and and that that is the inherent trap. But. If I if I could if I could help you out with it at all, like you got to stop saying, like that it's an impossibility for a good quarterback to come out of those places because like by the same logic, you shouldn't have drafted Pat Mahomes. Nobody should have drafted Pat Mahomes. Right. My God, he's an air raid quarterback. That's right. It's just a whole bunch of false. It's a bunch of dummy production, you know, based on the air raid system. And that guy, look, look at how many interceptions he throws and the risks he takes with the ball. He doesn't understand football. They're all like they were. Different arguments and yet the same types of arguments as to why you a guy like Pat Mahomes would never succeed. Yep. So you got to divorce yourself from that. Yes, those really good offenses do produce fool's gold, and most personnel people know that. It's just that's the 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 damning part of it is that you end up getting more 
busts out of those places because of it. But it doesn't, it's not like it, it's not like there's something specifically. I feel like a lot of times I end up talking to somebody about this for like 10 minutes and I realize like, oh, they really think there's like some like kryptonite some in Ohio State that keeps that's guys from being good or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, text message, trailer wheel and frame text page. Two eight three eight. Couldn't Stroud also be the next Warren Moon? He could be. I, you know what? I don't hate that analogy for a CJ Stroud. Warren Moon. Yeah, uh, that's that's a good one. Six two zero. I'm sorry. Eight two zero. Warren Moon. Unlike unlike D'Amico Ryan's though, Warren Moon basically chose Seattle instead of Houston. Chose Houston at first, but then eventually, yeah. He, what do you mean he chose Houston? At well, first? in free agency, he chose. No, to I'm come saying in. as a retiree. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty much. Um, yeah, yeah. He's um, up there. Eight two zero nine. Seth, have you ever eaten crackers in bed? It's glorious. <laughs> okay, everybody. I'm going to tell. Can I tell this story, Sean? You know the story I want to tell. I think I've told it before, but it's it's uh, what time? Uh, you want to put a pin in it and save it for later? It's seven forty nine right now. Yeah. Okay. We'll tell this story at ten thirty yeah, about where I first heard the expression. <laughs> okay. Kick somebody at out. Nine thirty. You mean we're only yeah. on until ten? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nine thirty. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, let's do the twelfth uh, overall pick here. With the 12th pick in the Deontay Lee Athletic Mock Draft, the Houston Texans select Miles Murphy, edge rusher, Clemson. Franchise cornerstones are lacking in Houston. This is Lee talking here. With this pick, though, they add Miles Murphy. The edge rusher Ryan's scheme needs to reach its peak to a QB of the future Stroud and a promising 2022 draft pick, Derek Stingley Jr., whose play prior to injury indicated he should be a big hit. Judging by his get-off, that's a draft phrase if I ever heard one, um, Murphy might have the best weight-adjusted ten-yard split in this entire draft. Okay, this thing just got super nerdy. Well, he's, yeah, he's just, like he's got a good burst. He's, he's got a bit, yeah, weighted like okay, but by body weight, he moves a lot of weight very, very quickly for the first ten yards. There you go. Yeah, this this thing is just this assessment of Miles Murphy is full of draft speak. Judging by his get off, Murphy get might have the a pretty basic one though. We talk about that. Might have football. the the best weight-adjusted ten-yard split. You can't yeah, tell that's me that's nerdy. a normal one. He's not the bendiest edge rusher. That's draft speak, yeah. yeah. So don't expect a crazy three-cone time. <laughs> but he does convert his speed to power and has the wingspan to crush the pocket and, Boom. Win, and win angles with long-arm rush moves. My Boy. God, Deontay Lee, you're putting me a, to sleep. That has a whole lot of um, explanation about traits that should turn a guy into being really good. Dude. And yet... Kind of like with Trayvon Walker. Look, Trayvon Walker did not really impress anybody in Jacksonville this year. As a guy that didn't produce a lot in college as an edge rusher, but people said, well, but look at how fast and strong he is, though. Not that bendy, but very fast, very strong. Put him on the edge. He'll be awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. Deontay got, Lee uh, just yeah. made sacking the quarterback sound like the most boring thing ever. Oh, my God. I think there, if there's one thing, I, I think another thing that – D'Amico and Nick probably see eye to eye on is that it, like Nick very much appreciates the value of analytics and a lot of that but I think he also does understand he understands where analytics are and where they are not yet and in some of the things that you can see with your eyeballs you can't figure out yet on film and some of that is just the flat out like can the guy play football yep so there are guys all the time that have all these measurables and 
but they just flat out don't play football or it's hard to see it going into the NFL. And I think that one thing the Patriots always did well while Nick was there was identify those guys that didn't necessarily have the, the wow combine traits, but they were just flat out football Good players. Good football players, yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, D'Amico coming out of San Francisco, they had a lot of those same guys on that defense that were just flat out football players. So, yeah, I'm all for, I'm all for a strategy where you are prioritizing first and foremost um, okay, is this guy a football player? And then after that, you look and see, like, okay, where are the red flags statistically? What, where does it, you know, where does it suggest there's an upside? Where does it suggest we better watch out? And use the, use the nerdy stuff for all of that. But, like, the number one criterion has to be, first, before we go any further, can he play football? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, let's, um, let's do headlines. We've got our Jason Aldean ticket giveaway coming up sometime between now and the top of the hour. So stay tuned right here to win your rodeo tickets, a four-pack of them, to Jason Aldean. Let's do headlines. Payne and Pendergast with today's headlines, brought to you by BaywayJeep.com. The big headlines this morning, the NBA is dominating the headlines this morning. They were dominating the news cycle late last night. Uh, Russell Westbrook traded to Utah in a three-team trade. When I went to bed, that was the big headline. D'Angelo Russell going back to the Lakers. Mike Conley is on the move in that deal. It's a three-way trade with Utah, Minnesota, and the Lakers. So Russ is no longer a Laker. He's on his fifth team in five years. But we all wake up even later in the night yeah. because a Kevin Durant trade went down. Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun, and the Phoenix Suns did not have to trade away Chris Paul, Devin Booker, nor DeAndre Ayton in that deal. So this is a really, really talented starting lineup. They did have to give up three players, Cam Johnson, uh, Jay Crowder and uh, uh, Michael Bridges, um, and four first-round draft picks. That's the big thing. So, Quattro. yeah. So the Nets' big three that they assembled a year ago, a year and change ago, um, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, James Harden are all on different teams now. All demanded trades, and um, they played sixteen games together. A sixteen total. games together. Yep. We might just get some lottery picks out of this thing yet. We might. Um, is the hope the the I mean, the fact of the matter is that the, the Nets have scrabbled together. I would say, would you say they've played above expectations? If you were to hear that those guys had only played together for 16 games, do you think that they've played above expectations for what you would think uh, with with that stat line? For this season, yes. Yeah, because yeah. Kyrie's been out lately. Kevin Durant's had a strained MCL. And yeah. they're the four seed in the Eastern Conference right now. I think. I, I don't think, here's the thing. I mean, they don't have a huge all-star anymore. Cam Thomas yeah. has turned into something there, though. But... They've got enough pieces to where they might wind up being a lottery team, but they're not going to be. They're not going to be the Rockets, <laughs> you yeah. know. Like they, you know, the way this trade went down for Phoenix, it sounds a little bit like a like a Jim Crane trading for Verlander type of scenario. Yes, because they had this deal in the works. The Suns looked like they may be working on this um, this John Collins trade with Atlanta sometime on early Thursday morning, but on the direction of the new owner. Matashiba Ishbia, um, the gen- the GM texted the Nets GM, and sometime after 11 p.m. Eastern, and uh, basically got the deal done at that point. Yep. So the the, uh, the owner stepped in. It was like, hey, hey, swing for the fences, big fella. Yeah, just go for it. Bring me Kevin Durant is what he yeah. said, and they did. Here's what Jim Crane did with with Justin Verlander and Granky too. And wondering is this Jeff Luno ever going to do anything ballsy <laughs> in his life? Right. And then boom, went and got yeah. him. Yep, so Kevin Durant is a Phoenix Sun. Phoenix now the favorite to win the West this year. Um, they were hovering around 500 all year. I know they made the NBA Finals recently, but uh, uh, so they are the favorite now to win the West. And meanwhile, Russell West, Russell Westbrook 
he'll find this contract will finally be over after this year where he's making $47 million. I, I am fascinated to see Russell Westbrook in free agency this year to see if a team, see what he gets, see what teams have in mind for him. $47 million drift. He ain't getting that, obviously. A, so he comes into town with a paper suitcase and just rides out on the rails a few months later. Onto a new town to to be a menace is a, is a problem. Making yeah. forty seven million dollars a year, my God. The um, the Rockets gave away a game against Sacramento last night. We're not going to spend a ton of time on this, but they were up one twenty eight, one twenty three towards the end of a game against Sacramento. Sacramento's a good team. They're the three seed in the West. Last I looked earlier this week, and they hung one hundred and forty on the Rockets earlier this week. They played Rockets play played two home games against them Monday and Wednesday. Um, the Rockets gave up the last seven points of the game. Jalen Green was fantastic for the first 47 minutes and 30 seconds of this game. Then he has a bad turnover that leads to a dunk. It's 128-125. They make it 128-127, the Kings do. All the Rockets have to do is inbound the ball, and the game is over, and they they, they throw the inbound away. And Sacramento gets the ball with under two seconds left, calls timeout, inbound the ball to De'Aaron Fox, and Eric Gordon fouls him on a three-point shot, and they Mm. lose the game. And they're just, they just give a game away, which I guess if you want them to get the first pick in the draft, yippee. This is what I think frustrates people about the Rockets, Seth, is the just kind of this, like, it took Steven Silas two years to get angry at this stuff a yeah. couple nights ago. Jalen Green, I know he's a young player and he's a young guy. This was Jalen Green last night after they gave a game away, like gave a game away. This was the star of the team that they're building around. Things just didn't go our way at the end. But it was super fun, competitive. Everyone's playing hard. Um, I think we had a really solid bounce that game from last game. You know, what we was talking about coming out with effort and stuff like that. Reason coach was mad. Um, I think I think we answered back for that. Yeah, hey, uh, look, okay, so Sean, it was super fun. Sean, you know how they have a lot of like no scoring kept soccer leagues these days for kids, which I was super against when I first heard about it. I was all turbo hardcore, whatever. There's an argument. There's a really good argument to be made for it at, at the younger levels yeah. um, to try to take scoring out of it. So the kids can like do all those things that Jalen Green was just talking about right around um, puberty or so is when kids are like, Oh no, you're keeping score. We want to win this game. Was... You know, like the competitors rise yeah. up. I feel like Jalen Green is still stuck in no score youth league. Dude. It's just like okay, that's the the time for that was gone back uh, back when you started sprouting little curly ones. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like, he, uh, do you have any curly he's ones? He's yucking it up with De'Aaron Fox right after. I mean, he gave yeah. a game away. Like it was it was hideous. And but it was super fun. Super fun. It was fun, Sean. It was what are you super talking fun. about? It was super fun. It was this so your many, job. So many activities. Oh my and, god. And uh, we. <laughs> So hang on! Don't do that. Hang on! Did don't they you, trade jerseys afterwards? They, dude, they might have. I they they, they might have. Let, let's quick give away these Jason Aldean tickets and circle back to this. Um, that's Jason Aldean right there. How about calling in, faithful listener? You can win a four pack of tickets to see Jason Aldean at Houston, the Houston Livestock Show and Rodeo on March sixth. Keep listening all day for your chance to win um, rodeo tickets. We'll do it again in the final hour of this show. John Party tickets in the 1, 3, and 5 o'clock hours today. So we've got Jason Aldean in the 9. We've got Jason Aldean, the first giveaway and in the loop, and then John Party the rest of the day in the 1, 3, and 5 o'clock hours. 713-572-4610. Caller number 5 is on their way to the rodeo. Play that Jalen Green one more time, Ben. I can't believe my ears. Go ahead, play it.
things just didn't go our way at the end. But it was super fun, competitive. Everyone's playing hard. Um, I think we had a really solid bounce that game from last game. You know, we was talking about coming out with effort and stuff like that. Reason coach was mad. Um, I think I think we answered back for that. This is who they're building around right now. I mean, and maybe maybe he matures. But I I think when I hear that, Seth, I think about something that Ted Johnson used to say: If they don't bite his puppies, they won't bite his dogs. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was super fun. Awesome, dude. It was super fun. It didn't go your way. You got stripped of a ball for a dunk in the last minute. You guys threw away the inbound pass with under like five seconds to go in the game. So Sacramento got another shot at it. And then all you had to do was just force a bad shot with under two seconds left. And Eric yeah. Gordon, Eric Gordon, not a young player, makes contact with De'Aaron. It was a, it was you know a, what, it was a marginal call, but just, dude, it was Sean, bad. you know what? You know what, Sean? I blame us. I blame us. Me and you? This is, what we, this is what we do in this town. Us, Rockets fans in general, yeah, all like of us, whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the Rockets, I think when they're a bad team, people just check out on them. Yeah. Uh, like if, if Jalen Green tried to pull that crap in New York or something, it would be oh. uh, it would be a pretty rough environment. Yes. You know? like, so obviously fun. Silas isn't going to be the guy to kind of – let these guys know exactly how pathetic it is. So I think it's on uh, the city of Houston to do it for them. Good. I think they're like Jalen Green, for his own good, needs to understand the urgency of his personal situation. Yes. Nobody expects them to lift the Rockets to a championship or, or playoff caliber oh. team this season or anything. But you got to look like you're the guy that you want to build around. Super you know, not just, fun. Not just with your highlight reel, but with your core constitution. You know who wasn't having super fun at the end of that game, Jalen? My son, Sammy. He had oh, the yeah. Rockets. He texted to the group text. I'm so pissed. Had Rockets plus 280 live line. Yeah. <laughs> he, bet, he live because wagered it, them plus 280. He better love, yeah, Jalen Green better be glad that he's not playing in, in um, you know, some tiny nation somewhere where the gamblers don't take it quite so well as yeah. Sammy. Sammy sends off a, a peeved text to his dad. Right. Other places, they're, they're not so happy about it, and they got nothing to do all night after, yeah. your, uh, after, after your shenanigans. Right, yeah. right. The Colombian Sean Pendergast six his goons on you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, we were talking earlier in the show about the um, – we were comparing Jalen Hurts to Patrick Mahomes doing sort of the checkbox thing based on a hot take from Elliott Shore Parks with our yeah. sister station in Philly that, um, that Jalen Hurts is much better constructed for today's game than Patrick Mahomes. I'm paraphrasing. Um, we said leadership was a standoff, Seth. I don't know. I look at this tweet from James Palmer. Maybe Jalen Hurts does have the edge in leadership. James, uh, James Palmer, our good friend, tweeted this yesterday. Patrick Mahomes said he wanted to have the players wear fake mustaches getting off the plane this year for Andy Reid. We yeah. couldn't get enough guys to get on board. Hmm. Oh, lack of leadership. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. Um. I, I. I remember that, and I remember. I remember kind of thinking that they're like, okay, did he actually? It feels like if Mahomes really wanted to do that, guys would have done it, especially mm-hmm. with that goofy ass Kelsey and everything. Yeah. Like they would have. I feels like they would have been into that. So I. I thought it might just been a story told in jest that it wasn't really a big deal or anything. Yeah. Or maybe Mahomes asked somebody. I would say it, it does seem like Jalen Hurts has a little bit more of the classic leadership attributes, like kind of a, like a grit your teeth, be the leading the charge type of feel to him. It's just hard. It's hard to overcome 
the fact that Mahomes it might be one of the best quarterbacks who's uh, played this century. Yes, like there's a certain there's a certain leadership that comes with that. Where even if you're a horrible leader, um, there's a steadiness at the helm that goes a long ways. But yeah, I guess I would. I think it's fair to say, okay, Jalen Hurts seems to have more like natural leadership attributes. If you if you stuck both of those guys in an ROTC program, yeah, you know, and quarterbacking skill didn't matter whatsoever, I feel like Jalen Hurts would come out grading out higher. I like that. If you put him in a ROTC, yes, yes, yes. doesn't it seem like it? It feels like totally. A, Jalen Hurts would have everybody all ready for inspection and everything, right? Uh, and uh, uh, listen, our, our military folks, text in and tell me if I'm right in that assessment. Seven one three. Five seven two four six ten. Yep, yep. Last yeah. time I asked for input from our military people, I get one guy like had it in for me. Really? I specifically asked. I was like, "Hey, tell me if I'm correct in this or not." Um, okay. And he said, "Like, I'll let it slide because wow. such and such." I was like, "I was asking if I was correct or okay, not." Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Picture this: It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 